Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Mark 2 and before we get started, let's approach the Father. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are and for the fact that you've created everything and you know everything, yet you love me. There's billions of us out there and yet you know me. And Lord, I really am grateful. I just pray as we read, Father, that you would be the one who talks to us, that you would be the one who provides us insights, that you would be the one who helps us to love you with all our hearts, our souls, and our beings, and that we would then be able to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I pray, Father, for those of all of us who have been wrapped up in sin, I just pray that you would help us, that you would forgive us, I know we have your grace, and I just pray that there would be healing upon our minds, upon our spirits, and that there would be a cleansing and truly a healing of all that goes on. Father, I thank you for today, and I thank you for this this word that we're about to hear. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's get right on into chapter 2, verse 1. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came to bring him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their, their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. And I have to stop right there and think about what I think about immediately. I'm like, hey, Jesus, he really wants to walk. And so, but Jesus knows what's most important. He knows that he, the man needs his sins forgiven. The man wants his sins forgiven. The man obviously has something dreadfully just pressing on his soul because Jesus provides what we need. And in this case, this man needed his, his, his sins forgiven and removed before he could receive his healing. Jesus knew what this person need, wanted and needs. I know within myself, I need my sins forgiven on a daily basis. I know that if I don't have that, it eats at me. And so it's with that kind of understanding that I look at what God does and what Jesus does, and I'm amazed. Because again, I'm such a physical being. I'm such a short view, small view person. But Jesus sees it all. And I pray someday to have that view or at least a part of it, just a glimpse. Verse 6, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? 
to say this say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like that. Once again, Jesus went out, went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, <clears throat> for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Now, I always, again, read this and I'm like, Man, those guys are so blind. Those Pharisees, don't they see they're sinners? I can't tell you how many times I sit there and look at someone, the actions they're taking, the words they're saying, and I think, oh my gosh, you are just such an idiot, or you're so this, or you're so that. I can't believe you would think that way. Only to then realize, they're a picture of me. I do and think the same thing. The Pharisees can't see that they're sinners in need forgiveness any more than I can see at the time that I'm just like that person that I'm thinking poorly of. I'm just like those, I do and perform those same actions that I'm squawking about. I am just like a Pharisee so often that I'm blind to my own faults, my own sins. Verse 18. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people were fa- fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but not yours? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. I've heard lots of sermons on this, and I candidly never really had too much of a great understanding of this analogy or this parable. But I was watching The Chosen the other day, and Jesus was telling his disciples this parable, and then it was elaborated on, that Jesus and his teachings are new wine. It's a totally new paradigm. It's a totally new thought and way of approaching God and dealing with and interacting with God. No longer... Are we going through the offerings for sin? Jesus was the offering. 
it was a completely eye-opening event for me as I watched. Verse 23. On the Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are you doing this? What is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Now that we're in back in the New Testament and we have a few uh, opportunities to read commentary from A.W. Tozer and also there's more of it from Charles Spurgeon. So let's look at what A.W. Tozer says. He picks verse 16 to expand upon. Verse 16 reads, When the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating, With the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Tozer writes, the ancient Pharisees, in spite of their zealous devotion to religion, were of the very essence of the world. The spiritual principles upon which they built their system were drawn not from above, but from below. They employed against Jesus the tactics of men. They bribed men to tell lies in defense of the truth. To defend God, they acted like devils. To support the Bible, they defied the teachings of the Bible. They scuttled religion to save religion. They gave rein to blind hate in the name of the religion of love. There we see the world in all its grim defiance of God. So fierce was this spirit that it never rested till it had put to death the Son of God himself. The spirit of the Pharisees was actively and maliciously hostile to the spirit of Jesus, as each was a kind of distillation of the two worlds from which they came. The Pharisees were of the world, and Jesus was of the spirit, spiritual world. I look at this, I think about the Pharisees so often, and I see myself, and I just pray that as I love God and go through this journey, that I would love God more and that I would see less and less of myself in the Pharisees and more and more of myself in him. So let's go to God in prayer and close up. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for your reading. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help me to be more like you that I would love you every day, every moment with my whole heart and my whole being. I know I fail so often and I know even today I rebelled. I just pray, Lord, that you would give me strength and help me to do your will. Help me to love you with my complete being and to love my neighbor as myself. I thank you and I praise you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you and praise you for never giving up on me. And I just lift up this day to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.